The content of this podcast should not be considered financial or investment advice. All interviews and discussions are opinions only, and the podcast has been created without taking into consideration the listener's financial objectives, financial situation or needs. Listeners should obtain independent advice before making any financial decisions. G'day, this is Barry Fitzgerald, Garen Perro columnist for Stockhead. Welcome to another edition of the Explorers Podcast. Today we're catching up with Azra Minerals. The code is ASR, trading at 0.8 of a cent for a market cap of around 11.5 million. So right in that uh, ballywick that uh, Garen Perro likes to look at. So leverage to the expiration upside, although I must say Azra uh, has... Uh, uh, a lot on the go, and including a, uh, an existing uh, gold resource base in Leonora, the uh, hot part of the gold fields there, and uh, recently added to lithium to its story, and of course, well known for an exciting rare earth discovery also around Leonora. So, lot to get through today. So, we've got Rob Longley, the MD, with us today. Rob, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Barry. Good to speak to you and your listeners again. Happy to try and tell them what's going on at Azra. Now, Rob, um, we did chat earlier and you, you mentioned uh, you've got a mix of old and new in the portfolio. Uh, so let's start with the gold, uh, which is, uh, I guess, quote unquote, in the old section in, at the moment. But uh, it's with Aussie gold around $3,000 an ounce, it will come into its own again, no doubt. So let's focus on the Mount Sterling there up at Leonora. What's on the go there? Yeah, it's a good good place to start because that's I guess where Azra started its its uh, exploration project. Yeah, you're right in in Leonora uh, where there's a lot going on. Uh, it's the Mount Sterling Gold Project, which has a current chalk resource of just over 150,000 ounces at 1.7 grams per ton, which is a healthy grade uh, when you've got big mills like King of the Hills next to you crunching through one gram dirt, uh, and you've also got a lot of activity, obviously with Genesis. Um, taking out some Barbara's assets just down the road in Leonora, Paulia. Um, and you've got people like Silver Lake buying up stock in Red 5. So we we do invest a fair bit of time watching the gold um, sector and what's going on around us both locally as well as the sort of macro picture. And also still still evaluating where else is there going to be 150,000 ounces on our ground at Mount Sterling. It's a large property. Um, as we haven't done a lot of work there other than drill out one satellite resource of 150,000 ounces. And we think there's good good opportunity there to find several more like that oxide deposits that will be attractive um, to the big mills which are pushing underground um, and, and need this near surface feed. So uh, in conjunction with our other exploration, we are always doing arsenic um, values on our XRFs, structural mapping and understanding the geology a lot better. Um, so gold is is... is is it old-fashioned? I don't know. It's it's a it's a, a safe haven when things are in turmoil, which they currently are, unfortunately. Um, so, as a junior explorer, you've got to keep um, you know several options at bay so to to ride you through the good times and the bad times, which is what we're trying to do: is build a stable of of projects uh, which will see us through, and one of them hopefully will will really step up and and be that 10-bagger for investors. You touched on the uh, well-known Leonora consolidation story uh, with uh, <clears throat> Genesis uh, mopping up St. Barbara there. Um, and when you say uh, Mount Sterling is close to King of the Hills, it actually, we're not talking, <laughs> it is really close, isn't it? It's uh, by line of sight, it's probably about 3Ks, I guess, 4Ks. Um, 
one of the other assets. And that's the one owned by Red Five, right. and uh, yeah. they seem. Yeah, and they switched their new plant on a while back and now seem to be on top of their early issues they had. So so you're plugged into that consolidation story, I guess. Well, we're following it. And I guess what, what adds to our plug-in uh, factor there, Barry, is, is that ASRA owned the Tarmola station, which encompasses Red 5 operations, Jaguar as well, and Thunderbox to the north of us. So... Um, if I take my geology hat off and put my cowboy hat on or my um, cattle rustling hat on, uh, all those companies and now Genesis um, through taking out Sabara's tenements, which are on our pastoral lease, uh, need to do access agreements with ASRA. So um, it's it's a it's an unusual situation, but it's a good one for bringing people to the table to talk. And, and we're working with Red Five on on doing some civil work for them as well. So we're all trying to cooperate. Uh, in the same area, uh, ASRA is trying to run exploration projects at our level, but we've got some big mines actually on our pastoral lease. So it's it's an interesting project and a great project that you can sort of step out the door in the morning and be on site uh, in the afternoon, which is, uh, as, as you probably know from my history, Barry, is not something I've done for many years. And in these sort of times where you've got to be very cost efficient and manage um, your exploration spend very carefully, um, it's great to have good local projects and great jurisdictions. It is an unusual situation, owning the uh, pastoral lease. So <clears throat> I guess one thing is uh, when uh, you feel like uh, you need to chat to them about something, they uh, answer the phone because they're actually uh, your neighbours and uh, your, your guests on your, your pastoral lease, in, in, in a sense. That's right. And, and, of course, we're all working with the Darlow Group as well. So what the activity that goes on, on the station is important uh, in terms of negotiating with their stakeholders um, and and being aware of all, I mean, we've recently had the Aussie Aussie gold hunters or whatever they call the film crowd. There's a lot of prospectors out there as well. It is a hot gold area. Um, some of those prospectors have official rights and others less so, but when you have these sort of TV shows come on and um, put a bit of excitement into the area, we're also vigilant on, on people coming through the property. Uh, we also have to manage you know, things like evasive cactus and weed control and um, all that sort of agricultural stuff as well. And we've got people on Tarmola Station that manage that. I don't get too involved in that. But it also delivers revenue. You know, you, you must, we'll be mustering cattle again shortly. Um, I think the last muster we did, we, we raised about 300,000 cash for the cattle. Um, and it's accumulating carbon credits um, that will eventually be sorted out as well. So there's some good benefits from owning the station, it doesn't cost us money, and it's an asset to, to have in your on your on your register. Absolutely. Okay. Now, <clears throat> the broader Mount Sterling area is, of course, uh, home to the uh, rare earths leg of the company. Uh, interesting uh, across two prospects, uh, Itria and uh, Wishbone. Um, what are you doing there to advance that project? We're trying to work it out. Barry is, is the quick answer. It's it is a discovery. So. Unlike many of the other rare earth projects, which are far more advanced and have perhaps been known for 10 or 15 years, this is a brand new discovery that's, that was found on the gold ground um, through arsenic anomaly testing. Um, we noted that there was high uh, yttrium values, uh, and that led to the drill out of the first part of the clay-hosted rare earth deposit called yttria. So we're really trying to understand at the moment the, the regolith, the mineralogy, and the metallurgy, and that that is something which is complicated, um, hard to to put across in a simple PowerPoint slide, 
and yet deserves a lot of technical due diligence because it's a unique kind of deposit that that has very high heavy rare earths which are valuable. It has no um, uranium or thorium and it's in a great location. So we are doing metallurgical test work, we're doing modelling and we're doing mineralogy uh, before we do any more drilling. So we're trying to understand what we have drilled, what it is, what are the good parts, what are the bad parts. So as we do step out and enlarge the resource footprint, uh, we can target what we're doing more carefully. Mm. You uh, mentioned the, uh, some of the, uh, the, as we know, they, they come in a basket of uh, elements, uh, but uh, this one seems to be particularly high in the, the high-value uh, heavies. Um, and you're in a part of the world, uh, not all that far from Linus, actually, over there at uh, Mount Well, which uh, Linus themselves says they need to uh, get into some heavy. So, again, you, there's kind of a, a strategic, strategic element to this unfolding story in the rare earths front for you. Yeah, definitely. I think, again, it comes back to location, location, location. It's a, it's a great spot to be, um, not far. You know, the turnoff to um, Linus is, is down in town. You go to Leonora and head east and, and you head out that way. So, and all the infrastructures there, you, you've got, you know, good power, good transport, all those sort of things, and it's near surface. So, you know, Linus will want us to de-risk it or other, other people watching us will want us to de-risk it and work out what it is. I think the whole clay-hosted rare earth story is is evolving, uh, and new technologies and ways of of um, extracting these high-value rare earths is going to develop. Um, and we are we lucky to be at the discovery age. I think we are because it, it's a brand new project to us, and we've got time to work out what it is uh, before you need to sort of lock yourself in. If you take other projects. Um, further downstream, they're looking at producing a carbonate or, or metal. You've got very limited opportunities to where it can go. But while you've got Linus building plants in Kalgoorlie and, and other rare earth explorers around us and in the southwest developing new technologies, um, you can you can sort of follow that very closely and work out where your project is going to fit in amongst all of that. But but certainly it's it's a great uh, new discovery. Rare earths, as I say, are a bit complicated for the market to really understand. So there's still uh, a learning process there, I think, for all of us on how we communicate what the Rare Earth Project is, what it means, where it's going to go forward and how it delivers value to shareholders. Now, about 50 k south, um, Kukaini, you've uh, expanded into that region, um, well, across gold, lithium, <coughs> cobalt and scandium, I see. Let's see your story at Kukaini. Yeah, again, that, that's about picking off what you can chew on and what's what's cost efficient and in your sort of local backyard. Uh, we had a great offer come to us to acquire some really prospective ground at Kukaini on the west side of the highway. That that ground adjoins Genesis's uh, Ulysses project, so it is a, a gold target, um, but it moreover, it's potentially a lithium LCT pegmatite trap and we're obviously analysing for rare earths as well with um, handheld XRFs and doing soil. So uh, cobalt and scandium uh, aren't high on our radar in that area, although going back to Yttria, that is a unique scandium project, and we can come back to that perhaps when we talk about the new rather than the old of gold. But um, I think Kukaini is, is a big project. Um, there are two more ELs awarded today. That's going to expand. It's an area where, where no one's really done the hard yards our guys are out in the field at the moment, um, bush bashing, doing traverses, really pinpointing our target areas for future drilling and geophysics. 
um, and mapping as they go. So it was thought of as being granite country, but they're picking up mafic float and some outcrops of some really interesting looking greenstones uh, and getting low level anomalies for your lithium indicator minerals. So we're, we're doing the hard yards there, which is what's going to become commonplace in lithium now that most of the big permatites that were known about have been uh, trawled over. It's, it's now going to be about looking for LCT pegmatites undercover and having a smart team using smart tools to find those. And your um, exploration effort overall, I see you've appointed a, uh, a John Harris, exploration manager. Yeah, John's, uh, John's come to us. We were, we were looking for a good exploration manager and John, John approached us through uh, Matt Longworth, who's one of our non-executive directors. He was just finishing up uh, with Northern Resources, who brought their project uh, into Chalice, um, based largely on on good science and good exploration. And John likes what we've got in our portfolio, um, and he'll be he'll be getting feet under the table and out in the field in November, and will be a great addition to our team. It's it's about the projects and the team. We've got a good board, and we're building up our technical team that are going to do good scientific exploration in the WA goldfields. Well. Um... You mentioned um, back at Itria the uh, cobalt scandium. Um, scandium is an interesting one. We've seen Rio Tinto identified as a potential growth area for them. They picked up a advanced project in New South Wales. What do you think you might have back up at uh, Mount Sterling on the scandium front? Yeah, yeah, it's a good, good question, Barry. We, we did see them Rio pick up Platina when we were looking at our scandium, and I've worked with scandium before um, with with Cleantech's project in New South Wales. Uh, which is now Sunrise Energy. It's 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 an add-on to to nickel in that case, nickel cobalt in New South Wales. To us, it's an add-on to the rare earths. Uh, it usually means you've got um, a source of alkaline material that's come up and enriched the clay. But what's really unusual about Itri is you've got scandium running about ninety ppm from surface to the end of nearly all of our drill holes. So the whole of the Itri rare earth area. Is, is fully enriched in scandium oxide of, of an unusual grade. A lot of rare earth projects will have scandium oxide running at about 20 to 30 ppm. Uh, we average about 65 and there's large areas that run over 100. So if and when scandium comes into uh, fruition, and it is an advanced future metal that would transform a lot of construction, a lot of um, aerospace technology, it's right here in Leonora sitting at the surface uh, ready to be um, looked at in more technical detail. So we're not doing a lot of work on the scandium other than part of the metallurgical test on the rare earths. But we do know through work that we've done at Cleantech and good people have done that you can extract scandium oxide cost efficiently if you've got the scale and more important with scandium, the market. It, it will be a future metal. So it's that other bookend of gold, which is the historical end of, of ASRA. And I guess scandium is the is the future forward end of it, if that makes any sense to you, Barry. Uh, for those who don't know much about scandium, I, I think one of its uh, great attributes is it not uh, you add a bit to aluminium and you can uh, weld aluminium a lot easier. That's right, and, and improve the lightness of, of aircrafts and things like that. It has so a whole bunch of potential. Everything, yeah, yeah, yeah mm. it's, it just doesn't have a big market at the moment. It's a huge value, um, but that, that cost of that scandium production probably needs to come down for it to be taken up by industry. But, you know, why not start? Both the Scandium and the Rare Earths were found on the Mount Sterling Gold Project. So we haven't had to go out and purchase new projects. They don't cost us anything. 
uh, we're working with what's right under our nose in our own portfolio. Down south in the southern Yilgarn, uh, you've added significantly to your lithium footprint, uh, Lake Cowan and Lake Johnson, uh, two pickups recently, in the uh, lithium corridor there with some uh, big-name neighbours uh, like Bald Hill and Pioneer Dome and Baldania. What's, uh, what's the story down there? Well, we're building the business. This, this is about bringing enough projects into ASRA that you give the, yourself a chance with what you can manage is going to be that 10-bagger or, or make a discovery. And, and we've scoured through a number of projects, uh, in particular in the southwest and the southern Yilgarn, looking for LCT pegmatites. And based on the, the research that we've done and projects we looked at, uh, these two, Lake Johnson and Lake Cow, really tick most of the boxes. They're in a great location. It's the right geology. And importantly for us, they were the right price. So the vendors are happy to accept most of their payment at the back end if we're both successful. So doing smart deals with, with reasonable people that have good projects in an area that we can manage. I mean, Azra have a property in Kalgoorlie, so we can work from there to the north at Mount Sterling and Kukani and then easily to the south at Lake Johnson and Lake Cowell. So they're manageable projects that, again, you can drive out the door in the morning and be on site, in that case, um, by lunchtime. So you can keep your, your cost efficiency really, really tight and do some good ground roots exploration on these properties and see what's there. So, um, yeah, nicely located. I think one of them is only 15 kilometres south of uh, Bald Hill. And the other one's not all that far from the Big Earl Grey, uh, which is a world-class uh, discovery now, uh, homed in uh, West Farmers. So it's obviously a, a prospective region, which kind of leads me to the question. We know that recently we were talking about the old and new. You know, investors are a bit turned off gold at the moment. Uh, that will come again, but lithium is exploration is uh, still the place to be in terms of uh, market interest, etc. You've got a market cap of eleven point five million. To my way of thinking, that lithium you've got the, those lithium projects in the southern Yilgarn there would more or less justify the market cap. So I'm just wondering, what are your thoughts on well, one? How do you increase the market cap? But what where value will come? from the portfolio in uh, in future. Yeah, you're right. Ideally, all of them I know, but... Um... Yeah, yeah fair, fair question. Um, I think I think all companies are probably looking at their market cap and wondering uh, where the value is and, and what's happened. Uh, but but that's life. I mean, the whole thing is to build the business and to keep exploration going. I think what, what we need to do on those properties, um, I was at a seminar a couple of weeks ago now at the Centre of Exploration Targeting at UniWA, uh, and it was a packed um, conference for the day, and it talked about the need for serious exploration in these areas that aren't as easy as, as the pegmatite known occurrences. So we need to do some good science there, and it's, it's largely about dating your granite so that you know you're working next to uh, what are potentially pregnant granites for LCTs, um, and doing some good geochemistry on the ground. And we've got good devices these days that are cost-effective where you can do a lot of quick work to hone your skills. And, of course, other people in the area, you know, that you keep an eye on what your neighbours are doing and that ground out at Lake Johnson in particular is very tight uh, and all the ground around what will now be a MinRes operation at Board Hill is also very, very tight. So working working with what you can do on your properties, understanding how, how other people are working and what they're finding um, and revealing some, some good um, soil geochemistry, um, some good geophysical targets, and eventually getting in there and drilling it and get some results. So uh, that's that's where lithium value will come. Uh, there's a lot of lithium players getting hit at the moment, but I think perhaps this is the 
lithium part three where sometimes you go backward two steps to go forward several more in the near future so it's 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 one of those things where you've, you've got to juggle lithium gold and rare earths um, work them all sensibly which is what john will do as the new exploration manager um, have a good technical database which is what we've been building so that you can sustain yourself and, and really focus on on what's going to deliver value yeah okay so bring it all together for us, Rob, and give investors an idea for what they should be looking out for in the next, say, six to 12 months from the company. Yeah, so we're going to be working hard on the on the rare earth metallurgy and mineralogy and working towards a, a, an oil resource there and extrapolation as to what we might have in Mount Sterling. Um, we're going to have a good look at our gold properties uh, and see what might be worth um, doing some, some drilling or some sampling around some known high-grade areas. Uh, talking to our neighbours, obviously, as well, in terms of both um, the farm that we own and and potential synergies in the area. And then doing some really hard groundwork uh, with lithium and, and looking for where the next LCT pegmatite might be discovered, e- either by us or by our close neighbours, uh, and delivering on that. And at, at the same time, we still hold um, other assets. Yeah, the farm itself is probably worth three or four million bucks as an asset. Um, we've got equity in other companies. Um, we still hold shares in Loyal Lithium. Uh, and we've got two other joint ventures, Mount Munga and Mazalika, um, that we're carried free in. So it's a case of delivering on on, on those joint ventures um, and keeping all those projects active at the same time. So that, that, that's there's a fair bit of work there to do for a small company, um, but it's pretty exciting jurisdiction and, and great geology. Mm, absolutely. Okay. So there you go, folks. Very interesting story. Um, company with... Um, well, both prospective and strategic uh, land positions across gold, rare earths, slash scandium, lithium, and uh, a, a pastoral lease thrown in as part of the bargain, all for $11.5 million. So <laughs> um, it's a, a four-steak knife job plus. Okay. Well, Rob, thanks uh, for your time today. Very interesting story. Uh, we'll be watching with interest as uh, things unfold. Thanks for your time. Cheers. Cheers.